Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. This is a special Saturday edition. Thomas Miller here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to be telling the story of a chart reading that I did last week from a Facebook group and how it specifically pinpointed an accident that did occur that morning. This is truly an amazing look at astrological accuracy, predictability, and most importantly, possibility. Now, we all know now the rest of the story. So as we look at this with the knowledge of what did happen, we're basically actually acting like Monday morning quarterbacks in this situation. But here was a question that came to a Facebook group last week, Thursday or Friday, of somebody asking, where is my husband? He left for work at the normal time. Everything was fine and then just literally disappeared. His phone was off, no contact at work, never showed up. Work was calling, asking, hey, Greg never showed up. Where is he? And groping for answers. Now, there was a very hard rainstorm in the area where this occurred in North Carolina that morning. So at least there was that. And this presents an interesting quandary of how we look at charts, because I shared this information with a friend who is open to astrology, but not completely convinced of astrology. And his response was, wow, are our lives that predictable? And I said in my response, more like possible, because I firmly believe that we, through the avenues of our co-creating abilities, obviously have choice. The chart does not direct our lives. It guides our lives. We are not mayonette puppets on planetary strings. We have choice. We can supersede these energies, and we can create around them. In fact, somebody was asking me this just yesterday and uh, basically struggling between that we are co-creators and astrological significators like we're going to see. And the way that I kind of tend to look at it is you can go surfing, and if you know the weather, you know what kind of surfing day it's going to be. When you're surfing, you might check the tide charts. Well, why would you do that? Because you don't want to surf at low tide. Or maybe you do want to surf at low tide. I'm not a surfer, so I don't know. Or what about if you climb a mountain out west and there are 15 or 20 trails that you can get to the top? You can still arrive at a destination, but you don't have to take the same path as somebody else. So we have a lot of variety. That's just built into the system of our world, basically. So let's take a look at this chart. And by the way, this is simulcast on video, so you can look it up on YouTube under the Fun Astrology channel, and that way you can see exactly the aspects that we're talking about. This is the chart that the lady put in the Facebook group at 6.05 a.m. on March 17th. And the time or the location is Wendell, North Carolina, if you would like to construct this chart. So it's March 17th, 6.05 a.m., Wendell, W-E-N-D-E-L-L. Actually, I think they pronounce it Wendell, North Carolina. And this is an equal house chart that I am casting. In the chart, 
as we as my eyes fell on this, the very first thing that my eyes fell to was the third house, which rules transportation. So at the time that this chart was cast, what we knew was it was raining and he was missing. Uranus in the third house. That's sudden surprises, and that's exactly what we had. It can also indicate sudden accidents if you look at the shadow side. And remember that what I like to do with astrology is to find themes that are consistent or repetitive in a reading. What shows up that repeats itself over and over? Because if you have a thread of a theme, then you pretty much know that you're locking on to the energy that that chart is pushing out to the reading. So first of all, I looked and my eyes saw Uranus. Now, that could just mean an an accident. It doesn't need to mean that it was fatal. So let's see what else the chart showed. The next thing that I saw was the sun sitting right on the cusp of the second house. In the equal house system, it takes the ascendant and then makes that point the cusp of all of the houses that are then 30-degree signs, 30-degree allocations for each house. But the ascendant degree is on the house. And this is the system that Robert Glasscock has taught me that has (laughs) proven very accurate. Linda Goodman taught it to him, and it has been handed down that this equal house system picks up the little nuances that we're going to see in this reading. Whenever you have a planet that is very close to a cusp point or a sign change point, that amplifies the power of that planet. So we have the sun at 26 degrees, 47 minutes Pisces, and that's right on the cusp of 26 degrees, 11 minutes where the cusp is, where the second house begins. So the sun is basically right on the second house. And one of the kind of hidden significators of the set of the second house can be an indication of the death of a spouse. And when I saw that, I, my heart sank. I was like, uh-oh. The other thing that was sitting right next to it is Neptune at 23 degrees, one minute Pisces, also very close, not as close as the sun, but still three degrees away from that cusp point indicating water. What else? There's a stellium in the 12th house. Four planets, Pluto, Mars, Venus, and Saturn. And this is where my heart began to sink, thinking, how am I going to answer this person? Let's take Mars first. Mars is the ruler of accidents. And accidents to the head, injuries to the head. Saturn... Obviously, uh, symbolism of death in the shadow side. And you see what we're doing is if the positive sides of these indications, these archetypes, as we say in astrology, these energies, these reflections, if the positive side had started to show up, then we would have had a hopeful outcome. But it wasn't, and it clearly wasn't. Saturn can be a death significator, the 12th house. Personal undoings, secret sorrows, but mostly I was thinking the words self-undoing. 
It also indicates crime, and that becomes a factor in the story I'll tell you in a minute. But here was one that really jumped out at me was Pluto, which was two degrees away from the cusp of the of the twelfth house. So twelfth house is endings and completions, secret sorrow, self undoing. Another significator building our story as this chart is speaking to us of death. And of course, Pluto is the Lord of Hades. Now, look at this, because when we move the chart to the last time that Greg was seen, which was 6.15 on a camera at a convenience store getting gas, Pluto then moves to the 11th house, and the 11th house is the death of a father. And Greg had three young children with his fiance. So with those significators and those indications, then what do you do? Uh, you know, question number one, do you even answer this random Facebook post? And I sat with it for a while and I thought, yes, let's answer. But let's answer very carefully. So I just said, look at rivers, bridges, water. Oh, one other thing um, is Uranus back here in the third house is in Taurus, which is an earth sign. So there was this component of earth mixed with water. So that could have been obviously running off the road or 12th house, crime, remember, being pushed off the road. Maybe this was a road rage accident in a driving rainstorm. So maybe it wasn't a hydroplane alone because there, it, there was this indication that Earth was involved as well from Uranus having that accident in possible Earth environment that ended up in water. Neptune, back in the first house. Also, one other thing to point out is the first house is opposite the seventh house where the moon was at 15 degrees Virgo. So we had just had a full moon. This was coming right off of that Virgo full moon. And the moon being opposite this death symbolism is in the house of relationships. And it's the fiancé who reached out to say, where is my partner? I mean, this truly is an incredible gripping scenario. So the rest of the story is that this lady contacted the police department that day on Thursday, and the police would not do anything. They didn't do anything on Friday. And on Saturday, she called, and literally somebody at the Wendell Police Department told her that the officers are at home in bed and not to be bothered. This lady single-handedly rallied most of eastern North Carolina online through Facebook and through her social media posts. Thousands of people responded to her comments. It, there was, the outcry was so great that a sub-Facebook group was created in order to, the family was then basically helping, I'm going to say control, direct, guide the conversation so that there was symmetry amongst the chaos. Search parties were organized at various locations on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. 
Finally, the news media got involved, and then this is incredibly strange. They ran stories Friday evening on the local Raleigh-Durham news channels. And then one of the reporters on Saturday put a Facebook post up saying that their assignment editor had said that they could no longer follow the story because it was a quote-unquote ongoing investigation. So where were the priorities here? And again, that is significant of Neptune, Hidden, Secrets, and the 12th House, covering, cover-ups, or at least secrecy, confinement. Remember, the 12th House, prisons, the ability to organize a community search where literally hundreds, if not thousands of people could have come to a particular place that could have been coordinated by officials that there could have been here, you go here, and there could have been like a disaster kind of relief effort to find this person. Didn't happen. Twelfth house. On Sunday evening, his car was discovered. It had gone through a grove of trees. He had exited an interstate loop. So he was on the interstate, took a loop for not very long, a mile or, or so, and then exited onto this road called New Bern. Those of you who know Raleigh-Durham area, and the New Bern exit off of 440 is where the accident occurred. And his car went through a grove of trees, flipped, was upside down in a watery drainage. I'm gonna not necessarily a creek, but it was a definite water. The cov- the car was badly damaged, and Greg was found inside, dead. So they extracted the car, and the family gave incredible accolades, excuse me, through that private group. And um, now these three kids, uh, somebody set up a college fund on GoFundMe for the three children. You know, as I sit with this and think about the chart and think about this whole story. Um, Several things about the incredible precision that astrology painted a picture. And yet we think about, could this have been avoided? Absolutely. In fact, the next day, I was, not the next day, sorry, this week, I was going to take a trip up to the mountains. And it was on a day that it was raining, And I thought I could dodge some of it, but I knew that there would be rain on the way. I cast a a chart, and I asked it specifically, should I drive in this rain? And the chart said not only yes, I asked, is it safe to drive in the rain? Yes. And the chart indicated that the business that I was driving to conduct had Jupiter and Mercury and uh, the, the Pisces planets, Neptune, and this was a spiritual trip all in the 10th house of career and business. So it not only said yes, but it said that it would be blessed. Can we use the chart that granularly in our lives, then becomes the question. And I think the unequivocal answer is yes, absolutely we can. And now, and I'm reluctant to do this, but I want to mention it because it's a benefit, and this is not a pitch, but I designed the 101 Fun Astrology course on the website, funastrology.com. 
to teach you how you can learn the elements that you need in order to read the chart in this kind of way. As I've learned and grown and my abilities to read these kinds of things has expanded, I'm going to continue to be teaching that so that it's passed on because a lot of these kinds of techniques that go into this kind of interpretation are generally and broadly not taught and not practiced in many forms of astrology today. I'm learning them from Robert Glasscock. He is passing them on from Linda Goodman and others that he learned them from. And if they don't continue and if we don't pass them on, then they will fade away. And that would be a huge tragedy because astrology has so many incredible things locked up inside. So again, in a summary on this, to say the chart is not fated. The chart did not demise this individual. It indicated the possibility that an accident could happen, that it could be fatal, and it could involve the car spinning out into water. Could decisions have been made if this chart or that possibility had been known? Obviously, yes. Calling into work, saying, I'm going to be a few minutes late, taking the slowest, most direct path, perhaps asking if he could work from home for the morning or any other alternatives. And I know you have to be stealthy with that. But here's the other 12th house kind of rest of the story. After they found the car and the location was known, they went to the cameras. And sure enough, another vehicle was side by side with Greg's vehicle. And then suddenly it showed Greg's vehicle veering off and going into the trees, earth. Was he pushed? Was this a hit and run? Could that car ever be identified? Because in the rain, a camera is unlikely to be able to capture the resolution of a license plate at that distance. So is this now an unsolved mystery? Those are things that we would never know unless the investigation unfolds. I hope that this gives you a tremendous respect for not only the craft of astrology, the interpretation skills of astrology, but also how this ancient system that I think was given to us by the, the powers that be in heaven to guide our lives can show us the way through life. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. I'm Thomas Miller. We'll see you back on the Fun Astrology Podcast on Monday.